Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. Let me ask you this. How many of you have French drains? In other words, your water from your roof goes down into the ground and stays there. Or, better yet, how many of you have water, you're going into French drains, which then leads to the street? Or don't even have French drains, just have your water, you know, from the rain directed to the street? Now, let me ask you this. How many of you actually have a rain garden or rain barrels? A lot of people don't realize a lot of the pollution that is in our rivers is caused by Well, in a way, us, because we're not directing the rain, the runoff from the rain to the proper places. Now, granted, a lot of these neighborhoods were built, oh God, years ago, decades ago, and they didn't even think about that. And to be honest with you, even these new neighborhoods, they're not really thinking about that. The contractors are paid to go in there, build the houses. They don't need to worry about where the runoff goes to and everything. At least I don't believe they do. Well, on this episode of Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, I have somebody on that used to co-host with me for the longest time, and it was a pleasure to actually sit down with her and talk about her business once again, and her and her husband, Chris, have just been doing a phenomenal job. So on this episode, it's a pleasure to have Sarah Coleman back on from Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. Stay tuned. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harper County Living with Rich Bennett. Today, I have a um, very special guest on. Back in 2015, when I started the podcast, she was on the third podcast... And actually ended up co-hosting with me several <laughs> times. For a while. For yeah. A couple years. I yeah. can't remember how many it was total. Um, but it's also because of her uh, that I was introduced to the Harford County Health Department. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for that because, uh, oh my God, the stuff I learned from them is amazing. And your sister is a sweetheart, by the way. Yes. Everybody there Love is. Um, so I have Sarah Coleman back on with, four, used show. to be Four Seasons Nursery and Landscape. Yes. And then it was Mac... No, we didn't change it. I separate had a separate company. Right, because you came on the podcast and talked about that. Right. Which was Mac Construction. Mac no. Group Contracting. But now you combined it two, right? Yes. Which So now it's... Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. I knew they'd be right outside <laughs> the door. That's okay. God. Oh, well. Four seasons. It's the sound of my people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. Yes. 
All right, because the last time you were on, we were that we were talking about four seasons of nursery and landscape. You guys had got into the is it storm drainage, storm water drain. Yes, storm water drainage. But you're still doing that big time. Okay, yeah. so the construction services side, what does that consist of now? Uh, that's just extra stuff. <laughs> um, no, I, I liked I liked doing it, but when I had the separate company, I was so I was so busy. And I was I was running my own estimates, meeting with clients, doing my own estimates, you know, getting the people out there to do the job, doing the jobs, taking pictures, everything from beginning to end. And I had a really hard time doing that and being a parent because I was also helping Chris with some stuff for four seasons. And the kids came home from school one day and just they wanted to tell me something and I was like I I don't have time for this right now I don't have time I'm sorry I'm busy I can't deal with this and I went to bed later that night and I was like felt guilty you know what um that can't happen again like ever because they were I don't let's see 13 and 11 maybe at the time maybe 14 and yeah about 13 and 11 at the time I guess so and I told Chris, teens. I was like, here's the problem. If I start ignoring them, they're going to, st- then I'm going to start not having a clue what's happening. Right. And I feel like it's important to be completely present with them. And Chris is doing so much with stormwater and working for the county and um, the education and certifications that he has are, it, it's just, it's insane. And he just, takes in everything stormwater related and because it's really really interesting to him and uh so he's focused on all of that all the time so somebody has to be focused on the kids all the time right so i was like okay well here's the deal i'm gonna finish out the projects that i have going on right now and then i'm out um but I didn't want to give it up completely because I, I do like doing that kind of thing. Like I do like going in, you know, a before and after of new siding and, mm-hmm. or a new roof or whatever. Um, so I just really decided to limit the services. Okay. So Four Seasons is still doing um, full property maintenance contracts. So mowing, uh, landscape bed cleanups, mulch, monthly maintenance, th- those kind of things. And um then the stormwater is a huge, huge part of what we're doing. And you guys then, do a lot of commercial cans for that, don't you? Um, we do both. Um, okay. h- homeowners, commercial, government, um, because stormwater is such a huge, it's such a big deal. Um, right. They focus really right now on, like in Anne Arundel County, Howard County, that area, because it's close to D.C. Mm-hmm. So that's the focus right now. But it is starting to creep up this way where we're not going to be able to continue to get away with, um, I guess, the county being able to do inspections of stormwater ponds and giving the list of things that need to be repaired and then not following back right. up. They just don't have the they don't have the, the staff to do that. They And um but they're gonna they're gonna have to. I'm sure that mon- money will come from somewhere federally because, especially the way they keep building. In the well, yeah, and there's stormwater ponds everywhere. And bottom line is, is the earth can only take so much. Yeah, and we just keep taking from it, and we really need to be mindful of what we're what we're doing. And there are ways to be mindful when you're a homeowner. There's ways to be mindful to. Save your house and your property and save yourself money and also be cordial to the environment. And that's really what our focus is. So we are able to make sure that your property is graded in such a way that you um, eliminate the stormwater running next to your house. We run the downspouts out to another part of the property where the water can be... um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rerouted. Well, yes, rerouted, but filtered. Like okay. so, so the ground can filter the water that's coming down. Because you think of stormwater, you know, the rain and everything. God knows what's in that. What's running off your house? What's True. running off your property? And you know, we're all connected to some kind of body of water, be it a stream, a lake, a 
pond, uh, what whatever, um, that's going to lead to an even larger body of water and eventually out into the Chesapeake Bay and into the ocean. So we really need to be mindful of what's going into the ground and we need the ground to filter. But at the same time, we don't want we don't want an overflow of right. water. We don't want it to sit someplace to get stagnant, to make living uncomfortable. So we really focus on how to transport that water, have it filter, and then go, uh, you know, go on into where it, where it needs to go, the streams and, and water and, and oceans and things. So that's really, that's really the focus. And it sounds, maybe the way I'm describing it makes it sound like it's an easy process. It's not. It is not. No. It, it is an insane process, and the amount of math makes me want to jam forks in my eyes. <laughs> I am. I am not the one. Listen, I. I can. I can sit there while Chris does a design, and we can talk through it, and we can talk through the process, and and what he's thinking is going to go through. You know, work at somebody's property or um, at Mariner Point Park or, right. or wherever, and that's great. But the second he starts talking about, well. This size house puts out this much water and it goes down. This, nope. I'm asleep. I'm out. I'm not doing it. I can't even process what he's talking about. So, no. That's not my – that's his favorite. It's all It's all the numbers and it's all yeah. the – this is it's this much rain and water and is going here and going there. And so we need something this size and that – nope. So nope. do you guys work with a lot of the developers? And the reason I ask that is because you – you look at a lot of these developments, mm-hmm. and when it rains, even though they have the sediment ponds or whatever you call them there, you get heavy rains. That stuff overflows. And mm-hmm. I know here in Joptown, one of the biggest problems we have from these developments is all that sediment coming down, and it's going right into the Gunpowder River. Yes. So, big issue. Yeah. And we that's the that's the goal is to be able to make those connections and okay. to be able to consult for those um developers um to be able to tell them, you know, what needs to be done and and mm-hmm. how it can be done the correct way. The issue is is that there's not strict enough guidance yet. Yeah. And so it's essentially just like a general plan. Like you have to have so many stormwater ponds for so many houses, so many lot sizes, whatever, whatever right. the the order is, and um, and they do that. Now whether they do it correctly, um, is up for debate. Yeah. Um, and then there really isn't anybody to follow up on. Whether it's done correctly or whether it's made and, and they don't maintain either. Exactly. And it seems to be we've we've really experienced a lot of um, people in businesses where we have a problem, fix the problem now. Mm-hmm. And then when we pro- we fix the problem and then we propose a maintenance plan to, to keep that happening and they nobody wants to pay, continue to pay for it. Right. Yeah. But. Five or ten years from now, they're going to need the exact same thing done mm-hmm. and spend all that money all over again where you could just maintain it and not have to, every five or ten years, redo the whole thing. And you, you would think... With so most, we're really reactive, yeah, not you would proactive. Think with most of these new developments, they would have a homeowners association. Homeowners associations don't know anything about it. it. It's really, it's a lot to know. I mean, yeah. Chris and I were going through over the weekend, actually, and talking about how much time, education-wise, we have as a company in right. in this. I'm, I, I couldn't even, I mean, we were something at thousands of hours that we have into this. And Yeah, and it's, it's really a really detailed process. And they're always making changes and trying to come out with better ways to handle excess water and to keep sediment from running out. And, um, you know, those things those, and those continued education things keep coming up. So Chris has I think he has I think he's 30 hours of continuing education every year he has to do to keep up with his certifications. Wow. So every year he's got. to Yeah. Yep, every year. And it's so trying to figure out how to explain 
that and yeah. and put that information out there. Um, again, there isn't a federal or even a state. I don't even think there's a state one that's really managing anything up in this area yet. Because, yes, we do run directly into the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. Their focus is D.C. So the counties that are around D.C. are the ones that every that I mean, they put millions of dollars into their stormwater efforts every year. It's starting to slowly creep up this way, and it's going to have to because we do run directly into the Chesapeake Bay. I was going to say we're basically we're the mouth of the bay, the the gateway to the bay, you could say. Right. So (laughs) if D.C. cares, you would think that that stuff would have started up here. Right. You would think. As they say, everything flows downhill. Uh huh. <laughs> tell tell that tell no, DC that they're not at the top of the hill. I I dare you. Yeah, nope. <laughs> not a shot. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, we see it all the time with the rains, especially the Susquehanna stuff coming down from New York and everything. Yeah. Goes into the Susquehanna, which is going right into the bay. Oh God. So I guess if you guys, you're. There's not a lot, there can't be that many companies doing what you do then. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Um, so doing what we do and how we do it. All right. No. Doing it as good as you guys do. No. Okay. No. And that's not a like toot toot. (laughs) I'm 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 serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's a lot. I mean, you can as a homeowner, you can certainly have your landscaper run some kind of piping. I'm not going to name product names here <laughs> um, that you can purchase from a store, Howie's right, okay. department, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that. or Lewis's, and. Uh. Um, you can get those materials and and have and have your downspouts run out and away from your house and it's not solving the problem but right. it is your it is your cheapest option um we really do try and we talk to people really frankly about what they're trying to get out of the project and whether we're a good fit right, right. so if you're in your forever home yeah we're definitely going to recommend that you do some a, a permanent solution Yes, permanent solution. That's how that's how Chris words it, um, because it is your forever home, and you don't want to have to do this every couple of years yeah. or have yeah. you know things change or you know need the pipe stuff to run out you know the wrong way or another place. You know, you want to you want a permanent solution uh, to the water issue. You don't want to have to spend thousands of dollars on your yard Uh to then have your basement flood and have to spend thousands of dollars to have that repaired or, um, you know, because water takes the path of least resistance. So water ends up in basements and in your foundation a lot more than than people think it does. I was just going to say, even the people without the the basements, if they're just on a slab, they're going to run into problems. And it's, I think, especially... here in not just Harvard County but Maryland, mm-hmm. a lot closest to the bay because we're close to the water table, right? And that's a big problem. Now, with do uh, pool companies get in touch with you guys? Because I'm sure that makes a big difference too. If somebody gets a pool installed, yes. whether in ground or above ground, yes. We have not had pool companies reach out to us, um, but people that have had pools put in their yards um, or are going to have pools put in their yards. Because that's that's the other thing, too, is that if we go out to give you an estimate on your property and you're going to do anything to change that property, Mm -hmm. some kind of fixture, some kind of permanent building, a shed or a pool or pond or whatever, those, even though you don't think it's a big deal, that's going to change your property significantly right so anything that you're planning on doing should be discussed at the time of your estimate as well just to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and making sure that we are taking care of your property for again a permanent solution you don't want to spend this kind of money to have 
things fixed and repaired and moved and and then have something that interferes with it. You because you know builders and developers or um, yeah, we'll go with builders and developers. Their concern is to just essentially build the neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. How it's done and what happens if you build houses higher than others um, or where you put a a stormwater pond or what you put in that stormwater pond, not so much a concern, right? Because they're built, and and I'm not saying anything negative about them at all, but their job is to come in, build the neighborhood and leave. They're done. They're on to the next project. Um. So it would be nice if there was, and there may be in the future. I mean, all we can do is continue to talk about this and continue to talk about the process. And maybe we will make some changes where developers and and builders will take what we recommend into consideration. And so then we only have to do it one time, right? right? Because I, you know, Chris and I, we had talked about buying a house wherever, just some a bigger house somewhere else uh, with a lot of property. And having all of the information that I have about stormwater, about trees, about about anything outside. Any house he ever tell, sends me that he's like, oh, what about this property? And I'm like, nope, see all the trees? Nope, see that hill up there? Like, it's amazing how it changes things, doesn't it? It does, because I don't want any water running to my house. Mm-hmm. I don't want any trees around my house. I don't want, I don't want anything that's going to affect the, ho- the house the way that it is. Um... Because it's ter- like it's just terrifying, and I also don't want to be necessarily a burden on the on the environment either, right? So, <clears throat> the other thing that we're we're really trying to preach is um, sustainable landscapes for the future. So you want as native and natural plant material as you can find, and it because it allows the environment to flourish, right? So it brings in the native bugs. I know people don't like bugs, but you actually do want them. And uh, yeah. birds and snakes and all that. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, the environment is like it's so important because of just it allow how the world functions, how the earth functions, not the world is like people, but just the earth in general, how it functions. And we need all of those things whether we like it or not. So you think about how many people have exterminators and you know they don't want any plants or any they don't want any plants that are going to bring in any kind of wildlife or whatever but really if we keep taking away and taking away and taking away you're just we're just killing we're just killing the earth and where are you going to go it's not like you know it's not like you can just move neighborhoods mother nature has a way of working she you does. Know, all of God's creatures have a way of working. That's why I always tell my na- my neighbors call me up right away if they find a snake in the yard. <laughs> yeah. And of course they they want me to kill it, which I w- I won't. Number one, is I believe it's against the law because it's it is considered wildlife. Right. And I always explain to them: the two snakes you're really going to find are black snake and garter. Right. If you find one of them in your yard, that's a good thing, because that means they're there either looking for rodents. We're looking for insects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, everything works the way it does. It, it's, I, and then, of course, you got the hawks looking in for the snakes. But uh, either, right. either way. But everything is, everything is connected yeah. and you need it, to, you need it to be there. Like, I, <laughs> I listen, I love nature, but I, I love nature over there. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's not at your feet. <laughs> where it's not at my feet. You know, I, I, a squirrel and I had a disagreement the other day. He was up. <laughs> I didn't see him when I stepped out onto my stoop and he was sitting there looking at me and I was like, oh, no, sir, you need to turn around and run that way. Because if you run in the house, I can't even tell you I have a hound. It would be a mess. Chris would come home, the house would be destroyed and be like, listen, he was looking for two peanuts. things. Bad news, the house is destroyed. Good news, the squirrel is not here anymore. Like... Bad news, the dog ate it. No, no, I don't know. I don't know if she would, I don't know if she'd be able to catch it, but she yeah, would certainly be able to get it out of the house. But either way, I'm not trying to do that either. But, you know, it is important. The oceans and the land and they, it's all really, it's all really, really important to continue yeah. 
to continue being able to live on Earth. And we can be as excited as we want to about all this stuff happening in Mars, but you're not going to just be able to, like, <laughs> hop on a hop on a you plane. You pack up and go away. No. No, you're not. So we really need to work together as yeah. owners, as business owners, as the government and who we really need to work together to be able to continue moving forward and and keeping the earth running the way that it needs to. One of the things you mentioned when, when um, you said Chris sends you pictures of houses and you say, no, there's too many trees around there. Yeah. All right. What's, all right, what's the problem with, with trees close to the house? Because so, now you got to be worried about these trees by my house. <laughs> so my main concern is them falling down. Okay. Um, but I also... But I, I don't want to cut anything down either, right? Because okay. we've done we do too much of that trying to clear things out. But you want to be mindful of the trees that are near your home because depending on how the root system goes, yes. root system cause issues can cause issues underground. Um, Maples are very famous for that. Yeah, the problems with your foundation. If you're like you had mentioned earlier with um, houses that are on slabs, and there's a lot in Joppa, I yes. feel like. Um, they get under if they get under there, uh, they can get into your foundation because bottom line is that everything settles, mm-hmm. and depending on the moisture in the ground or how dry the ground is, or all of those. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this Pools. forever. Everything affects mm-hmm. how your ground shifts and the amount of ground water and how high it is and and all of that. So the last thing you want is there to be a crack in the foundation that water gets into and then freezes in the wintertime and expands and then a tree root gets in. I mean, it's a whole thing. Um, my main concern would be a tree falling on my house. Again, I don't want to have to cut anything down, so I just try to be mindful of what I plant around my house. So if I'm looking at a house that's already built and has trees already that I feel are closer than I would like, right. then I don't want to... That house wouldn't be for me because I don't want to have to go in there and clear anything down or cut anything down. Now, I mean, you can maintain things mm-hmm. um, to make sure that nothing falls on your house, but there's no guarantee. And you have one bad storm or a freak tornado, and <laughs> that's it. You know, and God knows we have some freaky things happen here in Maryland. Well, we're getting Earthquakes, into squakes, right? <laughs> we're getting into spring now, so. Who knows from hour to hour what the weather is going to be like because this is when we get the worst storms around here that come out of nowhere. So, the uh, um, I guess it would, and the one good thing with what you guys do, if somebody wants trees planted, you guys know which ones to the type to plant and the type to stay away from. Yeah, so that's another thing that goes along with the stormwater management mm-hmm. process. It, it It's really sustainable landscapes is really what the stormwater group is trying to trying to get in. Now, I, I, I do understand that sustainability, sustainable, like those are really big marketing words nowadays that people use or companies use, not people, companies use to get you to buy their products. Right. But for real, <laughs> for real in this industry, <laughs> uh, sustainability is really important and is a, a really a serious word. It's not a gimmick. Um, so there are certain types of grasses, certain types of plant material, um, certain kinds of trees that can go into rain gardens which is another way to filter storm water in your property um shouldn't have trees. rain gardens oh yes oh they are very fancy okay so rain gardens now you'd have to you have to do all that math stuff to figure out what size you need (laughs) but rain gardens are essentially a natural filtration where you would have your downspouts run to a rain garden okay and it is just a natural extra uh, filtration place for water and it's natural plants that are uh, planted in their grasses and I I'd have to pull up the list and I probably should have been prepared I didn't think about it 
You didn't think I was um, going to ask you that either. Well, you know what? If you really want to know, you can contact us, and we can come out and give you an <laughs> estimate on that rain garden for you. And Chris will have that list of everything you need right there. Um, but, yeah, so the so the rain gardens are aesthetically pleasing for your property. It is a garden. Also adds that extra filtration. Instead of having big bolt rock boulders, right? you know, you'll see that a lot, um, which... Yeah, you really shouldn't like. I mean, you can use to a degree, but really shouldn't. Um, so, rain gardens are just a more aesthetically pleasing um, and a much better filtration process, right, for your property. So, all right. So, yeah, I guess that's where the rain barrels come in as well. Well, or is that something different? That is something different. So, okay. rain barrels you can have attached to your. Um, your downspouts right. to collect all of the rainwater for you to use. Okay. So that's a separate uh, separate thing from, from a rain garden because a rain garden is just filtering the water to go back into the ground. You're not really going to use it. Right. Um, where um, the rain barrels, people use that water. So they'll use that water for their own plants, gardens. My parents have one on their deck and my mom uses that water to, to water all of her whatever she has on the deck, flowers and tomatoes and right. that kind of stuff. Now, you got me. See, now when I go home, I'm going to be looking at rain gardens. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. I, I want to put a garden in the back, but I was going to put like a bird garden, something to attract the birds and the butterflies. Well, and it will. So butterfly bushes uh. and there are plants that go in the rain garden that attract butterflies, birds, um, that kind of thing which then attract whatever is attracted to butterflies and birds. And so it can, you can have a whole nature set up in your backyard, yeah. Rich. You'd love it. And you just stand there with your grill and watch all those things oh, happen yeah. back there. Heck I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be in hog heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Going with the rain gardens, because you guys do the stormwater, you do, you do the landscaping. Mm-hmm. And, and then you really got me, you got my head spinning here now, just thinking of all these things that are good for the environment. Living fences. Do you guys do them as well? You're looking at me like, what in the hell are you talking about, Rich? Well, I want to make sure <laughs> you and I are thinking of the same thing when you say living fence. Uh, no, what I don't mean you? a bunch of people standing there holding hands singing <laughs> Kumbaya and everything. No, but you do no, mean a lot of bushes that grow together yes. as the fence. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can install okay. anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but what else did you think I was talking about? I don't know. I just wanted to verify well, that we were I've talking about the same thing. I've seen them done a couple different ways. <laughs> now, I've seen the bushes, but then I've also seen them to where it's um, it's almost like a you have your two posts and then like chicken wire between, and they either take vines or different plants and put in there. So not to that, not to that extent. I have okay. not looked into that. Um, I'm not really sure. Which to me, you would have to. Depending on the type of plants, you would have to change it each year. I want something that would continuously grow. Yeah, and I think I'm trying to think, you know, vines and things. Once once they would die for the season, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you then you just have wire and some dead branches, and, and that would look terrible. And sick of the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What did the back to the storm drainage, Joe? Do you guys ever? run into a problem with underwater springs that yes. people don't okay there's a lot out there aren't there there are okay and people don't like to hear that like that we might not be able to do we definitely can't do what you think you want us to do mm-hmm. um springs are just they just are what they are and um there's no permanent solution for that which also ruins a lot of foundations Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it can. And again, that's another that's another thing with your with builders and developers. I mean, you just buy the land as is. I'm sure they do mm-hmm. research. I'm sure you know. But think about all the neighborhoods that are around and that they're continuing to build. Mm-hmm. And over there on um, 
543, we're 543 and 95, mm-hmm. where they're building that. I don't, what, what is that even going to be? Stores Who and knows? condos or something? I mean, you know, they're just constantly building all over the place. You can only do so much research and it just takes money. Yep. Man, the sad thing is, it's like they're building up, putting homes everywhere, but they're not really building a lot of new schools. Huh. Where are all these kids going to go to school at? I don't know. I, I want to know where all these people are that are going to be living in these places. Well, like, that's that's my... <laughs> I, the thing that gets me, and I know we're getting on a different subject here, but I think it, it should be a law or something where developers cannot build until you have how ha- the older houses are sold. Because mm-hmm. now you're seeing so many of these older houses that have been around for a while not selling and they're sitting there abandoned. Mm-hmm. Which you don't want that, yeah. but the other thing on the other point, or, or the other thing, the older houses seem to, uh, or from what I've seen and been told, are built better than these newer houses. Oh like, yeah, a, a lot of your newer houses are prefab and are going up in no time. And what's scary, it could be with the underwater springs and storm drainage too. How many of these new houses are already having mold problems? Oh, yeah, that doesn't that does that doesn't even surprise me. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, I just think about the amount of people that you see and I mean, I know we're we're not on lockdown anymore. Yeah. But during COVID to see the roads empty all the time, right? It took 2 seconds to get from my house <laughs> to the you know, to our shop, right? And the second that anything is lifted, everybody's out again. And, you know, that's hard on the environment as well. And people are, you know, when we were at home, we were noticing all these things that were wrong with our homes. And, um, yeah, I mean, just moisture, water, it's all a problem. But there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. No. You can't get rid of it. And I think there are some complexes out there, my personal opinion, that that people think that they can change everything around them and make, and and you can't. You can't. You got to work with it somehow. You do. And I think that's where a lot of people get, you know, um, get messed up is, you're right, they want to try to get rid of it. You're not getting rid of water. No. Yeah. Work with it. You know, and make it work to your benefit. Like sure. the rain garden. God, I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I am hooked now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have really got to look into that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, we, you, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. You have to work with it. And yeah. if you, we've already disturbed it. Mm-hmm. Building the houses, Putting in new neighborhoods, putting in new shopping malls, but we are we've already. But the bottom line is, is the water's going to go where it's going to go. Yep. There's not you you can't fully direct it somewhere. It's falling from the sky. It's just going to go wherever it wants to go. But can we work with it? Yeah, we can work with it. We can do things like the rain gardens, the stormwater ponds, um, running your downspouts out underground and you know out to the back of the house or out toward the front toward the storm drain right. to make sure that. Things are, and I take that back, not out front toward the storm drain. That's a ter- terrible, terrible idea. You want your water filtered before it gets to the storm drain. Oh. <laughs> very, very bad. Don't do that. Um, you know, in order to have that water filtered and, and go back down into the ground um, before it gets out into the streams and ponds and the Chesapeake Bay. So if you can, if you can work with it, and guide it in a gentle way mm-hmm. that's that's really what you want to do and it'll save it'll save you money it'll save your house the basement the foundation the the slab that it's sitting on whatever the case even your be. driveway and everything too yeah i mean i look at my our neighborhood's pretty flat but you can tell that it kind of like sh- like shifts a little bit yeah. and the back of our house is where all of the water runs. Ooh. So my driveway, my sidewalk, all of that has sunk and needs to be 
and needs to be repaired because essentially we, we just we get all of the water runs yeah. toward our, because then behind our house is where the swales are it's where the woods is it's where the stormwater ponds are at the end of the at the end of the street at the end mm-hmm. of the swales and so everything kind of runs that way but my driveway is sinking my <laughs> my sidewalk is sinking so trying to figure out how and if it were up to me I would do the uh um, permeable pavers. So they're paving stone that you put down, but You're the pro- about for the driveway. Yeah, but it still allows for there to be dirt and grass and things that that grow up through the pavers. Right. You see what you know yeah. what I'm talking about? So it's still it's a driveway, it's a sidewalk, it's a whatever, and it still allows the earth to be there. Um, again, another good filtration process. I would rather do that than have a full. Um, concrete driveway slab, but of course I live in a neighborhood with an HOA, so I don't get that option. But if I didn't, that would be the way I would I would want to go because then I would have I would have very little runoff, and it would just filter into the ground and go on its merry way. So, if you could do something like that, yeah, because that's um, outside and not technically connected to the house would you need to get a permit from the county for that to do that no okay so now you got me thinking about my driveway no but if you have an hoa that's a big problem and you definitely would need somebody with an mhic license to do it because it still is connected to your house outside of that no because i'm thinking i mean you you look at a lot of these houses they have the concrete driveways Mm mm-hmm some of them have the concrete steps going up, right? Which I don't like them. Right. I wish I could get rid of them. Even the porches. Get rid of mine. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, can you actually? Could you do the steps in that? What was it called again? Oh, permeable pavers. No, no, I don't think so. I. Okay. I don't. No, there's no way I could think of off the top of my head on how you would be able to do that. I mean, you're not going to be able to get away from concrete well that's not true because you could just not have concrete and you could have like wooden steps some other kind of steps right but the likelihood of that happening not not probably wouldn't look right and probably wouldn't look that great but um just anything that you can do research or call us and ask us anything that you can do outside of your home to a be beneficial to the environment and Mm -hmm. b save you money in the long run we can help you you guys need to put some videos out there i <laughs> i keep talking about that amazing. i know i know i keep talking about doing that um doing like a youtube channel or yeah. something i do I, I i keep thinking about doing that but i am i'm trying to get the the website redone and chris and i have so many processes that we are working through yeah to make sure that everything has a step by step, so I will get there. And my, but I mean, the guys that are out there doing the work, all they need to do, one of them, be sitting there filming, doing it, and explaining the steps. I think that's because that's a. I, I didn't know about all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, until we sat down and started talking, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's a, to me it's amazing, and what's scary is. How many other people don't know about it? How many people are actually ruining their homes by doing other things and not thinking about that stuff? Yes. Because you see people getting pools all the time. You see people now, you know, getting new roofs and new gutters. Mm -hmm. Well, chances are the people putting in the gutters don't know about the storm drainage. Right. So that's the other thing, too, is that we do do work with... um I have a contractor that does gutters, and mm-hmm. should their client want the gutters run underground, we do that. Um, and I'm starting to talk with another contractor in the area. I don't know if he would want me to say it. Anyway, I'm starting to work with another contractor <laughs> in the area because they do the same thing. They're, yeah. you know, they do the roofing and siding and gutters, and they have tons of clients that might want their gutters, but they aren't. Not that they're not certified to do that. They're not educated on how to do that. So their part of the job really does end at your foundation. So 
if they can rec- you know they can recommend having us come in and ha- and run their mm-hmm. run their downspouts out underground you know it's a mutually beneficial relationship um because yeah people only you know some some businesses they they want things to be as easy as they can cookie cutter right yeah. it really it's really much easier to maintain labor that way to be able to provide a service that you've mastered to your clients um lots of benefits to do just certain things and, right. and not do everything um you know we made that mistake when we first uh opened uh lots and lots of years ago was <laughs> you know we wanted to we want a piece of this and we want a piece of that yeah. and we want to do this job and that job and um it got to the point where we were like okay we we can't actually efficiently do all of these things um you can't expect to have employees that know how to do all right. of those things and where you have you know we have different crews we have a maintenance crew and then we have an install crew but at the end of the day, if somebody calls out on either crew, they may need to swap places. So you want to keep your services as, quote unquote, easy as possible. Yeah. You want them to be doing the same things all the time and have the experience in those services. So it doesn't make sense for a roofing company to know how to run your downspouts yeah. out underground. Right? That's where so, your partnerships come in. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, we are totally open to <clears throat> excuse me working with really anybody in the yeah. area that would need our services that we could you know and the other thing is too is that our clients really rely on us for referrals as well so if we're out doing stormwater work at somebody's house inevitably they're asking for some kind some other service mm-hmm. um so we're really open to working with other contractors in the area that don't do what we do obviously and um would want referrals for for other work that our right. clients would be able you know because they they trust our opinion they trust that we're not going to send them somewhere where they're not going to be able to have their service fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really important to have those business relationships in, in the area. And, um, yeah, so that's what we're, we're you know, we're going to have to do a whole nother podcast on some of the other services. Cause we talked for almost an hour just about the storm drainage. And I know, I know there's a lot more we could cover on that because yeah. you guys are still doing hardscaping as well. Right. Eh, eh? eh. We do. Man, um, I had a neighbor that wanted a bocce court. Oh no, that we can do. We can still do your project. I was joking with you. (laughs) We haven't done. We haven't done many of those uh, lately. You know, tough times. Yeah. (laughs) We don't really. Nobody really needs a bocce ball court in their backyard right now. Um, But uh, yeah, and I Chris wanted to come today, and that would be. Oh, we could definitely. That would be hours. I mean. Now the problem is when we do one with Chris, it's got to be after hours and somewhere else. With a beer. Well, yeah, he and oh, I yeah. have to have a beer together. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he would. We'll do it in my Florida room so he can yell at me about my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? We could do a podcast where he could walk through and tell you everything that's wrong with your yard. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> you Man, could be, you know, you know what? what? You could be, you could be my first recorded uh, that's not a bad client. Idea. That's not a bad idea, right? <laughs> that's not my wife would kill me, but that's not a bad idea. <laughs> But because now keep in mind, we I used to have an in ground pool mm-hmm. and I had it dug up and got rid of it. Yeah. And so I know the ground's not level and I know there's I have problems where the back my backyard is like a there's puddles there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um now at one point I did have water coming in um in my garage, mm-hmm. which I found out what what the problem was. That was that was my own stupid fault. I had bags of rocks laid out on the side of the house for la- uh, landscape that I never that you never did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. See, you guys got to come see, out. We could do a podcast there. He could tell me where to put the rain garden, you know, and then set up where. Uh, got to have a outside kitchen with all the grills I have. Got to have a, a beer section. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, we could do we could do all of that. <laughs> Holy cow, man! I, 
Yeah, see, they don't tell you home ownership. They don't tell you. But, you know, a lot of this is generational stuff, yeah. right? So we really are coming up. Generation, the newer generations that are starting to come up now really are concerned about the health of the earth and the environment and want to use recycled materials and make as many things out of bamboo as they can. And as a landscape company, like this is this is something that we can do to benefit the earth. Right. Um, because not every not every company, not every person, not everybody is into trying to recycle or use um, renewable resources or, or, or whatever. And you know what? It it really has a lot to do with just the way the times were are, or what have you. Oh, yeah. So They've changed a lot. Well, you think about it back in the 60s. Well, like I said, a lot of these houses around here were, were the electrical wiring was aluminum wiring. Mm-hmm. They didn't know at right. the time. Uh, look how many th- paint, lead paint, lead in the paint. You know, you go through these houses, the old, um, the siding was asbestos. Right. Asbestos glue. They're, they they didn't know back then. No. Hell, and there may be things we're doing now that are good and, for us and we don't know. Right, right. Absolutely. In 10 years from, 20 years from now, 30 yeah. years from now, it's something, it'll be completely different. Which, again, depending on the your business or, or what you do, how you live your life, you know, that's all, that's all going to change and evolve and that's where your continued education comes from you know you can use us as your educational source of co- of course you know we do consult um but anybody can google anything these days yeah. right now in and all it, fairness how much of that is true are you, right how much of that is true and how much of it is right um but we do have to do something to yeah. educate ourselves you know, so just some kind of, some kind of research, some kind of, um, you know, because the other thing is too, you have to think about when you have companies come out to do. It might sound really good to you mm-hmm. what we're proposing, and what we're telling you is going to, quote unquote, solve your problem. Um, but at the end of the day, there are budget factors, right? So. You might think this all sounds really great and you are a friend of the environment and you want to do all of these, all of the things that that we suggest for you to do. At the end of the day, it's not in your budget. You do have cheaper, less permanent options out Mm -hmm. there. There, It's always, it's always going to be that way. Um, People are always going to think that they can do everything, Right. So, you know, your your landscaper may think that he can run your downspouts out and 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 maybe he can and maybe it'll be fine for a few years and I'm totally not going to or it could do more damage. Specul- it could do more damage. It could be more issues. It could be that you end up having to call us back, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. um to go- move forward with the initial plan. At the end of the day, when you're getting your estimates and you have your estimates, the only thing I can recommend is compare apples to apples. And that's not just for our business. I mean, that's for that's for everything. Any any service or that you're having done in your home, you know, your window installer, your roofing installer, just make sure you have all of the information. Just educating yourself is so, so, so important. Well, and I think where a lot of people mess up, too, is they'll get an estimate whether it be for a roof fence or you know or even what you guys do and they think they have to get it all done at one time mm-hmm. and they don't you know uh i mean not all things but right. you know prime example like a fence if you can't do the whole fence at one time do one side you know um with the 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 downspouts that's probably the most important thing first of all get right. them taken care of worry about the rain garden later uh, right. Even a lot of people don't don't think that way. But the other thing is too, and th- this is something that always irritates me when I go online and see this. When the people looking for recommendations need a good, cheap, whatever company, Correct. isn't that an oxymoron? It is. Good and cheap doesn't go together. Good and cheap do not go together. <laughs> they do not. Now I'm not You're telling you what you pay for. Yeah, you absolutely are going to get what you pay for, and 
I, I'm not trying to tell you what service <laughs> service provider to go with or always pick the most expensive because that makes sense because that doesn't no, does. make sense either. Yeah. Just get to know your get to know your service provider, get to know their yes. company. There's so much information that's out there on people's websites. And and keep in mind, just like your Amazon reviews, that there are people for whatever reason are not pleased with something. Okay. So I know I read Amazon reviews all the time, but mm-hmm. I take the negative ones with a grain of salt, especially if there's not many mixed in with all of these great positive reviews. Right. Um, but do, you know, do your homework, do your research and, and read those proposals and, and don't feel like you can't call the, you know, if you get a proposal from us, it's very detailed and it tells you exactly what's going to happen, um, and and what products are going to be used and whatever. Don't feel like you can't call your other, this other company that you got your estimate from and say... Your, your, you know, your proposal doesn't tell me what products you're going to use. What products are you planning to use? How long do you think this is going to take? What, what is the disturbance in in the yard or for the environment or whatever? You can take those that information and ask questions. Ask questions. Don't just look at the number and say, well, this one says thirteen thousand, and this one says ten, so we're going to go with this one. Well, you don't know why you're going with that one. Right. It was just based off of the number. Um, it may make sense. It they the company that's doing it for ten versus the company that's doing it for thirteen. There may be no difference. Just maybe the overhead is higher for that other company, therefore the 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 amount's higher. Who knows? Which, by the way, expect that in the current environment we're in, there are material costs are through the roof mm-hmm. as our labor costs. And that's a real serious concern um, for every service industry everywhere. Um, but, you know, there there may not be that much of a difference, but ask questions, do yeah. the research and and know what you, um, you know, and make sure that the company that I guess the spirit of the company jives with you, right? You want to make sure that you are feeling comfortable with who yes. is going to be doing the work on your property. Um, and that's that can be from the estimator that comes out. That can be, you know, the person you talk to on the phone in the office, like whatever. To just, just make sure that you feel comfortable with who you're choosing and you're making the right the right decision for yourself, and it's not just bottom line related. Do you guys? Oh God, I'm going to forget her name. Pam. Yeah, is she still with you guys? Oh yeah. My God, how long has she been with you now? Five years. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether she'll listen to this or not, but sometimes it feels like longer. Sometimes it feels like less. I was going to say yeah. it seems like it's been longer than five years. Oh yeah, and it's it's funny, not haha funny, but <laughs> it's funny because she's been. Um, kind of fielding some some long-term clients that we've had right. that have been with us for five six seven years and just because of financial things related to covid mm-hmm. have had to pull back their services or have to cancel them completely and she's had clients that have cried on the phone because they're like this feels like a breakup because yeah. You have been the company we've been dealing with for the past six or seven years. You're the person I talk to, you know, every so often when I need new services or when I'm updating my information or whatever the case may be, that it feels like a breakup. And it's hard for us, too, because we've had those clients for so long that's like, man, we know your property forwards and backwards. Yeah. And, we, and, you know, you know of them and what their spouse does for work. And, what, and so it's it's been it's been kind of hard, and, and she's definitely, Pam's definitely been feeling it this season with getting everything ready for spring and getting contracts going. So, yeah, she's been with us for, she's been with us it for a while. It seems a lot longer than that. I know. Well, then again, I mean, I did, well, six, is that right? Six years ago? Yeah, six years ago when we did the first podcast. Right. Which is hard to believe it's been six years. I know. I like I told you earlier. It's, like time does not is like completely meaningless to me because I I try and think about I don't know. I think try and think about that time and I'm like, okay, I remember the radio station, <laughs> but I don't really remember like what was going on in life at that yeah. point. So trying to like pinpoint, it, yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. That's that's crazy. See, and you still look the same, and 
I lost more hair. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't tell because of the hat, so I would never know. <laughs> but I, sh- I shaved it off right after Christmas. Tell everybody the website and how they can get in touch with you guys. So you guys can call and talk directly to Pam. She's wonderful. Uh, 443-390-9273. Um, and then the website is www.fourseasonslandscape.com md.com and i'm in the process of uh having that redone so hopefully we'll have a new but one the up domain's going to be the same yep okay. all going to be the same all going to be the same and you can follow us on facebook um four seasons landscape uh, <laughs> you know what just the search, links the links on the search. website yeah i'm not really sure actually what it is <laughs> you can yeah but Look, go into Facebook and, and search up Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. You'll find us. Um, yeah, we're on there somewhere. <laughs> no, you know, you know, people people have, have been recommending us all over the place. So you can even go into a lot of the different, um, like, county pages and that kind of thing and even search that way. And so you, you, you can find us. We're, we're all over the place, so. Thanks again, Sarah. Well, it's, thanks for having me. It's good me. seeing you. I finally. know. I know. You know, even though we're sitting about twenty feet apart from right. each other, um, but oh my god, we, I feel like yeah, we're Kelly and to, Ryan right we've now. We've got to do more of these again. Yeah. Together because uh, I miss those days. I know. I know. I loved being like I said. I, my daughter and I wanted to want to do a podcast, a mother daughter podcast. I love doing this stuff, and I liked having the. Um, like being able to to meet different people yeah. and you always had people on here that the different services and things that I was like I'd never heard of and my lovely Stacy Anden I oh, love God. her met, I met her here so yeah I I would definitely definitely love to to do more podcasts with you if you have an idea or something or someone you would like to hear on the podcast let me know send me an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com again that's podcast at harfordcountyliving.com and also please leave a review all you need to do is go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash harco living again lovethepodcast.com forward slash harco living please leave a review it helps me determine what type of guest to get on and subjects to talk about as well. And not only that, if you leave a review, I tend to give away prizes a lot, gift cards. You know, my sponsors provide me with things that allow me to do that. So, you know, you're automatically entered once you leave a review. Even years down the road, if you left one today, if you left one last year, you're still eligible to, of course, win the prize. And also, if you don't mind, please follow our Facebook pages at Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, which is facebook.com forward slash HCL show and Harford County Living as well, which is facebook.com forward slash Harford County Living. And of course, if you can, please support the show. Just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash harco living and every little donation helps me to keep this going so again that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash harco living so i am sitting here today i have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer emily adolf and she's got something very special especially if you run a non-profit oh she's got something special for you but if you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how are you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special from- for special people because you're special, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what I'm <laughs> offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. 
And mm-hmm. um, initially I was running it from now until the end of June, but what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, so now I'm right. offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that, that, you know, weekend um, figured, you know, it's a, it's a busy time of year season for mm-hmm. you know, nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, but yeah, really just want to support, help nonprofits capture, you know, moments and, and the, um, experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events and they should be on their websites. I agree. You know, even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, but you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadoff.com. So that's E M I L Y A D O L P H dot com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. Thank and you. especially now, for, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling yeah. because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And yep. here you are reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is, Emily just loves to help people out. I do. So help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography needs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich. <laughs>